But I got my uh, uh, bear chicken. Bear chicken? That's my non-sponsored <laughs> way of saying uh, it has Asian influence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It tastes real good. Bear chicken of Asian influence. Oh my god! Oh. I realized bear chicken wasn't quite enough. Yeah, I was like bear chicken. What? I mean, what kind of whack restaurants do you have in Washington? <laughs> yeah, bear chicken place. <laughs> I'm thinking like all the ones I know, like Chick Fil A, Canes. Uh, I don't have Canes here, but I have Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is Jesus chicken though. Yeah, I know that. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape our life and play pretend for a while. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. The first episode of 2021. Woo! Woo! My name, <laughs> my name is Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Morgan. And I'm Nathan. And we forgot how to do the intro. It's been that long. I got too distracted trying to make that a uh, cheering noise because I like made a cheering noise and then I was like, I have a cheering button. <laughs> oh my God. The big yellow one. <laughs> yeah, that's how that went. Oh, fun times. Um, Yeah. So today's going to be kind of a chaotic stream. We're just wanting to have fun. It's the first podcast of 2021. Um, it's our 15th episode. 15. Oh, 15. That um, is quite a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. We've been going for a while. Um, and it's only going to get better from here. But today, we're just going to talk. We're just going to chat. We have no real um, topic for today. Yeah, it's I think just... I kind of ran the idea that we'd just like talk about... Um... You know, D&D after 2020 and like, you know, kind of things, highlights of um, how 2020 went playing D&D for us and um, some other people and just all the cool things that, you know, 2020 was pretty awful, but yeah, um, there were some good things that came out of it. Um, so I thought we'd just kind of chit chat and just see where it went. And if we talk for five minutes and we'll ramble for a while, don't worry. <laughs> It's fine. Um, we are the king and queen of rambling nonsense for hours. Um, and that's what you have subscribed to today. You're welcome. You're stuck. <laughs> you see so, that X button, you can't hit it. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> right. Over. So 2020 has been a rough year. Um, but honestly, the rise of D&D in this year is astronomical um and you know i feel like it came from a couple different places you know it came from people who used to play and haven't played in a long time and wanted something to do in quarantine um it came from stranger things bringing out D D and people getting more interested in that um through stranger things and 
it came from, you know, people doing whatever they can to continue to have games and everything kind of just booming. Yeah. Um, well, I remember when I first came on to kind of the internet and Discord to try to find games. My plan was like, cool, I'll get a game. Like, I'll go find some people to play a game with me. And that's sweet. That's all I need. I just, yeah. need to, I just want to keep playing the game, so I'm going to go find some people to play with. And then it spiraled from there, and I started, like, uh, helping moderate a, like, looking for group server on um, Discord. And then I met, like, the group that I'm currently playing with. It includes Morgan on Saturday nights. And that game has been going since March now. Um, and then from there, it was like, oh, do you want to play in this game? Do you want to play in this one shot? Do you want to, like, do this, do that, do this? Mm-hmm. And, like, continuing to build. And it's like, okay, I'm not just coming on and, like, playing this one game anymore. Like, I'm coming on and, like, helping others create games, helping people facilitate, helping other DMs or players you know, learn more about the game. I'm playing that one game. I'm playing a one shot over here. I'm playing drunk D and D with Morgan here. Oh, guess what? We started a podcast. It was like, it was like <laughs> such a spiral of like, Oh, oh man. my God. Like, where was I at? <laughs> <laughs> a whirlwind of events. And honestly, I feel the same way. I was like, okay, I'm going to join this server to meet some people. Okay. I got invited to this other server with a lot more people and they want to play games with me and I want to do a drunk D and D game. And then I did a drunk D and D game and then everybody's like, Hey, join this game. Hey, you want to play this game with me? Hey, let's play this game. And then I started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and now like I keep looking over to my right here because I have a dry erase calendar that I put all of my, like, obligations on. I have two dry erase calendars, actually. One for <laughs> bills and work, and one for D&D, because that's how much D&D that I do. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wow, okay, so Friday night at 9 p.m. I have Kriath, and Saturday at 6 p.m. I have the podcast, at 9 p.m. I have the game. On Sunday, uh, speaking of tomorrow, 1 p.m., this channel right here, QQA is premiering. It's happening. I'm DMing a full campaign. I haven't done that in a really long time. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Yeah, like Sunday, the QQA campaign. Monday might be doing a one-shot. Tuesday night, I sit in one of my friend's games. I occasionally guest star in his campaign. Wednesday night, I have Cambria. Thursday night, I listen to another friend's game that I'm not involved in, but I like the story, so I listen to it. Then Friday, I do all of my prep and also go to work and it just keeps on repeating like that and cycle and cycle every week and i also have a full-time job yeah (laughs) that i do so man life is crazy dnd has taken over my life and i am grateful for it but like man i think that the thing that's really cool is that as people's interest in D&D continued to grow over the past couple of years with its like kind of um, coming up in popular culture and um, people talking about it more and more, I think it's when it be- started to become like more and more interesting to people, but people really couldn't just like go and do it. Like it felt like it was too much of an undertaking to a lot of people because they just didn't have the time. They're like, hey, like, you know, there's some of these people that are really dedicated to the game. Um, you know, if you look at 
people like myself who have spent like hours and hours outside of games painting miniatures and stuff like that. And then you look over at people that are like, okay, like I want to play the game. It sounds like a lot of fun, but I can't just like sit, sign up a bunch of time. Cause like work's a commitment and I got kids and I have this mm-hmm. and that and I can't do it. And, and it would really scare a lot of people off. And then this year, very unfortunately there was a pandemic and everyone just suddenly was quarantined at home saying, huh, well, I finally have time. Maybe I should just play this game. Maybe I should play this game with my kids. Maybe I should play this game with my family. Oh, maybe I should jump online and play this game because there's a ton of people online looking to play. And then people just started to continue to connect and grow and, you know, once you're in D&D, you realize that, like, especially as a player, there doesn't have to be a ton of time commitment other than the session, really. I mean, mm-hmm. before the game, you want to prep. You want to think about maybe during the week. But, you, I mean, you can think about things for the upcoming game in your free time, really. You know, when you're sitting there going to bed, you can think about, like, hmm, what, are we, what am I going to talk to that guy about next week? But it really can just be a thing where you play at that one session a week. And even once you get a little more busy, you're still going to be able to make time for that. And that, that's been my biggest struggle personally, because I went from losing my job entirely. Like yeah. I completely lost my job at the beginning of this year due to COVID. And I was like, I was depressed. I was upset. I was in a slump of, you know, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And then I joined these servers and I started playing and I was playing D&D 24-7. I was getting up at 6 in the morning to play D&D with people who were on the other side of the world and they were doing the same with me. And it, like, I don't... I look back and I'm like, oh, that was insane the amount of time I spent playing games with people I had every night every morning booked when I wasn't playing in the evenings I was prepping for another campaign or getting another character sheet ready or eating um there was no sleep it was eat prep and play D&D and that was it um and then I got a job and it hurt it hurt so bad when I started working because that first job I got like post the beginning of quarantine, I was working almost every single day. I worked six days a week. I worked 10 hour shifts every day and I was trying to squish D and D into that work, like literally working 50 to 60 hours a week and then trying to play D and D. I had a roommate, at that time who was very not kind to me and so I some of my friends that I had worked with um might be listening to this podcast or might be watching our stream today and if you ever saw me in the trunk of my car with my laptop and headset um <laughs> know that that is what I was doing I was playing D&D in the trunk of my car at 11 p.m at night in the parking lot of our residence hall or sitting out in the grass because, if it was daylight still. Or sitting out in the grass if it was daylight. I would, like, take a blanket outside. I would, like, set up a little picnic for myself and play D&D outside in the grass because my roommate hated D&D and hated me. Um, and so, like, that to me is insane that that happened this year. 
And then I lost that job and I was back to like, all right, D&D 24-7, I guess. Played a bunch, then got another job. And now I'm like, when I'm not working, I'm playing. When I'm not playing, I'm working. <laughs> and it's crazy, but I also love it. Um, and when I'm not playing D&D or working, I'm playing Xbox with my friends because I am alone in a very small village in southeastern Ohio. <laughs> the only the only communication i have is uh over xbox or discord with my friends (laughs) but like to think about how much DD impacted me this year alone like i've been playing for years um i'm only 24 but literally half of my life has been spent playing DD. but i never realized like how little I truly played until this year like is is taken over my life and honestly for the better because like I said when I lost my job the beginning of the year I was depressed that was a good job I'm an entertainment professional and I live for entertaining people and being a part of a show in some way shape or form and when that was taken away from me, I was like, oh, I got to do something. And that something was D&D. It quite honestly saved my life this year. Uh, I think it's something that's helped a lot of people cope this year. It's something that's yeah. even beyond being in a pandemic and beyond people having all these added stressors and added, you know, daily panic attacks and everything like that. Um, D&D's always been something that you can go escape in. The same way mm-hmm. that a lot of people use books or, you know, even TV or a video game. Um, D&D sometimes even more so because you get to enth- enthrall yourself into this world that is out of this terrible, chaotic stressful world that you're living in every day or this bad situations you might be in you get to go be a hero of this fantasy place and have fun and enjoy it um instead of having to think about you know whether it's the bigger things of like people dying from a pandemic or you know your boss was just an asshole to you today like being able to take that time to just forget about that even for a minute is something that's been so greatly helpful to so many people, um, myself included. Um, it's it's so nice to be able to just say, like, hey, everything sucks. Let's not think about that for, you know, two to four hours. I don't even I don't even know how to like follow up with that because yeah. I have a lot of emotions about twenty twenty. I've you know It's it's one of those things that like twenty twenty is like not going to be a year that anyone that lived through it forgets. Um, but I feel like there's so many more reasons for like, you know, like you or I not to forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, like on top of the pandemic, it's, it's just kind of crazy that like we lived through a year that was so horrible yet for first for at least for us and for some of our friends and such like was so important and like, healthy and helped us grow as people and brought yeah. so much enjoyment. It's like, it's I like I can never describe, I don't think to anyone. Cause like I can never tell and it's like somebody 
and I can't look at somebody and say, oh, 2020 was a good year. Because, like, no, 2020 mm-hmm. was an awful year. Um, yeah. But um, it's so hard to think about, like, if I compare 2020 to 2018 and 2019 and 2017, um, I feel like those were much worse years for, like, me personally because 2020, like, did so much good for me that I'm like, this is weird. 2020 was really bad, but I feel like other years, for for at least myself personally, were worse <laughs> Which is, like, awful because, like, 2020 is rough. Yeah. It's, like, it's so strange to have gone through this situation. And I think a lot of the D&D community did where, like, it drew people together in this way that was, like, kind of inexplicable. It's it's hard because, you know, you have this one part of you that's, like, fuck. You know, I, I mean, other people have gone through it, too. But, like, I lost a lot this year. I lost a really good job. I lost a good handful of family members. I lost a couple friends. Um, And I don't mean lost as in, like, we fell apart. I mean lost as in, like, they passed away. And I know a lot of other people are in that position with me. So I look back and I'm like, fucking hell, 2020. Like, you took a lot from me. But, like you said, I I can't say that it was all bad like i can say that it was shit but it wasn't all shit because we started this podcast i met like i met my absolute best friends in the world (laughs) literally in the world one of them's on the other side of it um i I met (laughs) right i met someone that i really really care about and I have learned a lot about myself as a person. So it's it's a weird kind of yin and yang thing where, yeah, this year fucked me up mentally. But it also definitely made me a better person. This community that we're continuing to grow around our podcast, this community of friends that we have that... Um, we play D&D with week in and week out is, you know, something that we can't be grateful enough for. And is, is such an awesome thing that it was able to happen, um, even in the most unfortunate of circumstances. Um, and it was, you know, I feel like it's it really was a big year for d and I mean, they released a lot of awesome content, um, mm-hmm. you know, continued to grow con- constantly. You know, even when you don't have live in-person convention and things like that, there was no, you know, Gen Con this year and all those kind of things. It was very cool to see people just rally and, like, continue to support this thing that they love, even throughout everything, Um you know, to continue to be excited to come to, you know, online events. I know, like, D&D did their whole, like, streaming thing with panels and games mm-hmm. virtually this year and had tons and tons of viewers. Um, and, you know, a lot of communities and organizations that rallied together playing D&D to raise money. Um, I mean, we did our extra live stream. I feel like 
it was like a month and a half ago now, which sounds crazy to me. I feel like that just happened. Um, but, and, and tons of other organizations came together to rally for, um, you know, black lives and for COVID. And I mean, it's really insane to think about that. Like the beginning of this year started with Australian wildfires. And I know there's a lot mm-hmm. of organizations that raise money for that. Um, and it just like continues to like amaze me that like people still just continue to rally together and find that community and find that place of enjoyment and continue to support each other as they were going through for some people quite literally the roughest time of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm like speechless. Um, I I don't know how I would have gotten through this year without D&D. I truly do not. Um, obviously, like you said, the uh, new D&D content was released. I know that, I mean, I might not, I probably shouldn't speak for both of us, but I'm going to speak for both of us when I say, ugh, Tasha's simp. Um... I simp for Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. I simp for Tasha. Uh, hit me up, boo. I got the book. Um, God. I love it so much. That cover is gorgeous. That cover is the best, but my favorite one. Let's see if I can find the picture. <laughs> I'll pull it up on my uh, phone. Oh. My handy dandy D&D Beyond app. Not a sponsor, but if you'd like to. Oh. oh, that picture. Yes. I think I have almost every <clears throat> physical book, even though I have hardly touched any of them this year. Um, I still have them. I still love them. They're still my sweet, uh, lovely books because I love – I'm a physical book person. I hate reading a digital book. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can use, like, D&D Beyond as, like, a resource, you know, mm-hmm. searching through and, like, reading things. But, like, to actually read, like, a book, like, I, I have to, like – hold it and like I don't know there's something very cathartic to me about like having a book in your hands and you're like, a kinesthetic <laughs> sh- uh, yeah whatever that means <laughs> it's the different types of learning there's kinesthetic um I can't remember the other ones but it's like auditory learning learning yeah. by touch learning by hear um l- learning by seeing learning by touch learning by hearing yeah well, I can do, like, audio form, but, like, I don't know what it is, like, the, um, like, reading, like, a Kindle or, you know, whatever other kind of, like, e-reader situations, mm-hmm. like, I get my mind, like, just loses it all the time. Like, there's something about <laughs> those that, like, I don't know, like, looking at, I just don't feel the same as when I read a book, and, like, you can feel yourself, like, breaking the book in. There's, like, I don't <laughs> know, there's something very, like, nostalgic as, like, I guess a child of, like you know, getting a new book and, like, reading it ten times and, like, every time you can see the book, like, wearing in. I don't know. There's something, like, there's, like, a story to um, a physical book where, like, you know, you go to a library, you see, like, a well-read book, and it's, like, you're kind of just, like, man, like, think of, like, where this book has been in someone's life. Like, where, what, what? part of someone's life did this book get them through like what were they going through when they were reading this book was it like 
a time of them being happy and enjoying this book? Or was like, this the book that like they read every night to go to sleep to like, you know, calm their anxiety. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's something that I find like, I, I, the almost best way I could describe it is like, like you kind of like romanticize the, like, like a physical book of like, yeah. there's something very cool about it. And like, I've always felt that way with like D and D books. Like I love owning a physical D and D book and like, you know, the idea of passing out the player handbooks at the table and like, um, you know, they get beat up and, you know, someone gets a pizza stain on one and it's like, like, that's like a well-loved game book. Like there's like memories and stories told with those. <laughs> You're a bibliophile. Is that what it is? It's called. As <laughs> <clears throat> a lover of books, someone who reads frequently and enjoys old books. Um, that old book <laughs> I am, yes. you know, I always talk about how I am like a bard IRL, but I'm also very much a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, allow me to be your own personal identify spell. Do you need the word for something? I can probably find it. I probably know that word. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I'm a wizard. Bard, um, wizard, wizard. That's my new thing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, tangent here, tangent alert, beep, beep. Um, you, you are, have like this obsession with like books. Yeah. Um, it just reminded me, I I used to have this obsession. It's not as strong of as, of an obsession anymore, but it kind of is. And this is where I feel like I'm a necromancer. I feel like we have <laughs> talked about this on the podcast before. Sure we probably so. have because I used to be obsessed with cemeteries. Just Walking around cemeteries, reading tombstones, like, I find an immense sense of calm in cemeteries. Like, it's insane. And people used to, like, look at me weird because I'd be like, oh, I haven't gone to that cemetery yet. I want to go. I want to go to. (laughs) Yes, it needs to be a clip. I want to go to that cemetery. Like, I need I need to go. There's something there that's drawing me there. And inevitably every time i go to a cemetery when i feel like when i go there because i feel like i'm being drawn there there's always one headstone that i just walk to it's the demons morgan <laughs> i get listen <laughs> could be. I, don't, I don't mess with none of that stuff ghosts dude demons graveyards and here here's the crazy thing nope. here's a, here's a super crazy thing so this past winter um so my grandparents on my mother's side have been gone for a long time. Um, my grandfather passed away when my mom was three. My grandmother passed away when my mom was 20. I was nowhere near in the picture when they passed away. I was born when my mom was like 30. Um, so 10 years before I was born, both of my grandparents had been gone. <clears throat> so this past December... We went to take flowers to the cemetery to put on my grandparents' grave because my sister does it every year, and this year she invited all of us to go do it. And I got out of her truck. I was the first one out of her truck. It was me, my two sisters, and my mother. Wait, 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 wait. Am I going to sleep at night if you finish this story? Is this yeah, okay. yeah. You, you'll, you'll still. I mean, you should. Are you a baby? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I am Answer. too with scary things, so it's it's fine. Okay. But I so I got out of the truck, and 
I have not been to the cemetery since I was probably seven or eight. Like, that was the last time that I had joined the family to go do <laughs> the graves. And um, it's an old graveyard. Like, not too many people are buried there anymore. Um, it's all, like, older people that have had the plot there since they were children, you know? Yeah. And I was the first person out of the truck. I get out of the truck, and I just have this feeling. And I started walking. And my sister and my my two sisters and my mom are, like, still back at the truck. They're getting stuff. Uh, they're getting, like, the grave flowers and a couple different things from the truck. And I'm I'm just walking. Like, just something within me was, like, this is the direction you need to go. And I started walking. And I stopped and I looked down and it was my grandma and grandpa's grave. I didn't know. I I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then they grabbed my ankle from the ground. No, I didn't know where the grave was. I didn't remember where the grave. The last time I had been there, I was a child. I did not remember, but I just like had this feeling and I followed it. And when I stopped, I looked down and it was their grave and I was like, shit, like there's like 200 graves in this cemetery and we parked at the front by the church. So it's not like, you know, we drove up and walked 10 feet and the grave was there. Like you have to walk out into the cemetery to get to anything. And I kind of looked around and I was like, the fuck was that? Like, Jesus, like something, something was like, hey, this is where you need to go, go. And I just, without thinking, followed it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so there's Morgan's tangent for the day. I am next, a necromancer. Next time, don't um, get pulled by strange forces because you're at the graveyard. It could be the demons and they're going to get you. It could be the demons. And if that's the case, fucking. You're done for Hello, daddy, take me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ghosts Why did I do that? That was all. so cringy. That's okay. We're going to take the hell out of that. What's, what's going on? Oh. That's going to be the first clip of the 2020. <laughs> no. no. So, like, next year, we'll make a highlight reel of clips. I have clips so much from, regret. <laughs> from 2021, and this will be the first I have clip. so much regret. No, the first one should be tangent alert. Beep, beep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's got to be take me. <laughs> Listen, I'm a bard lock. That's what it is. I'm a bard lock. Yeah. Which is like wizard and necromancer-y mixed with, with daddy take me. <laughs> with daddy take me. Um, God. Oh. God. Anyways, that was my tangent. Well, uh, I hope you liked that ride. <laughs> um, ghosts talk to me. Not really. It's just a feeling. You just feel like they talk. It, you know what? It's like the fates. Because it, it like uh, the closest thing. I'm sorry. We're going back on this tangent real quick. So like the closest thing I can like just like. The thing that makes sense in my head to describe it is, like, there's a string in my chest that, like, pulls me towards something. And I'm like, is it the fates? Is it the fates pulling my string to where they want me to go? You know? It's, there's something. Things keep popping up on the screen. I apologize. It's fine. Get out of here. We don't (laughs) want you. That's how I feel about the ghosts. 
it's been too long. I did not remember which button was which one, and I didn't. I didn't want to act. I knew it was one of these two, but I didn't want to play. Oh, big yawn. That's not the one I wanted to play. So I was like, hold on, I gotta find. Yeah. It. Um. Anyways, if anybody is like a um soothsayer or anything, and you want to analyze my Hit stories, please let me know. I had that's just the most recent story, but I have several, and I have more from when I was a child and used to beg my mother to take me to cemeteries. Um, and she would because I would cry if she did not take me to a cemetery I wanted to go to. Follow my um, personal Twitch. She's gonna start streaming her weird cemetery stories. Yeah. Follow my personal Twitch where you can see updates on the podcast and also my ghost stories. Um. Hey guys, it's Nathan. I just wanted to come on here and invite you guys to class at Quelm Questing Academy every other Sunday on our Rule of Cool Twitch channel. It's a live stream, actual play show, DM by Morgan, and the full chaos crew of players being myself and our awesome mods. Our first episode was on January 3rd, and the next episode is going to be on January 17th. So come and join us over at twitch.tv slash podcast at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can't wait to see you guys there. It's quiet in here. As Nathan focuses on doing something that I don't know about. Am I going to write a new D&D song in 2021? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who Maybe knows? not. <laughs> Maybe. No Maybe commitment. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. That's a... Is that another soundboard clip? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> we, we've talked about my game a bunch on this um show this podcast not show mm-hmm. um and uh it's it's been crazy there's a lot that's happened um uh, a lot of tears shed and uh i i could give a a somewhat of a recap of the things that have happened in in 2024 uh, my game the Morgan plays in <laughs> the post traumatic stress destroyers. Yeah, that's what that's, I <laughs> that's the, the name, name of our group that's what they came up with. Just put it out there. I didn't go over that at all. I'm not putting my brand on that. Uh, I don't remember who came up with the idea. It was uh, Zach. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. and then everyone was just down for it, and I was like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's accurate. The um, yeah, what. In in this insane campaign that we have done online with friends from all over the world, what has happened? So we started, so I think we've talked about this. We started out playing the Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is the starter set, um, fifth edition module. Um, and we it was definitely changed and edited around a little bit to fit... Um, kind of leading into the rest of this campaign, but it was, it mostly followed the like basic storyline of it. They met this dwarf named Gundren Rockseeker who wanted them to come to, you know, Fandolin and they did that and they encountered goblins and bugbears and, you know, made it to Fandolin and kind of continued from there. And, um, you know, the basic Lost Minds of Fandelver stuff. And that's when it started devolving into, a little bit more craziness. I feel like most of it was pretty straightforward until 
kind of the end when they were encountering the in the mine they encountered like the big bad and i had uh sildor who like turned against them and like that was all crazy but still pretty straightforward to like the basic starter set stuff and then they like go to return to Fandolin and we have like traumatic story stuff with uh, one of our players, Safi, her mom, like attacking the party and almost killing the wizard. Um, but yeah, they, they end up um, coming back towards the town to find the town empty of all people, completely devoid of any life. Found that the graveyard had, was empty with clawed out of graves. Um, spooky, spooky. And then... <laughs> This, this crazy group of fools, they go to follow it, decide that they should go to the main city instead because um, it's like they've been gone. They don't know how long. It's quite a journey. And so they go to the main city, and then without saying anything to literally anyone in the main city, not even like a mention to a passing guard, just like doesn't mention that like, a whole town just got up and walked out. Um, go to the town, have a bunch of shenanigans, meet their, uh, meet some of the party members' family, and then go, let's go after them ourselves um, and leave again, <laughs> you know, as a and d party does. To be fair, I was asleep during that time, and my character absolutely would have said, let's say something to somebody. <laughs> but I was, I fell asleep. You, you, you can hold that one, but I'm like, I don't know, maybe... You, you can say that because you weren't there, but maybe you wouldn't. Tempest would have said something about a whole city going missing. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they all decide to leave. They go to follow. Uh, they go to meet uh, Safi's mom because she kind of sent some cryptic messages and seemed in danger. They end up coming to Safi's meadow. Safi's a wood elf druid who lived her whole life in this meadow with her mom, never left, all this stuff. And so she comes to, like, find them, uh, finds that her house is burning to the ground, her mom's missing, they fight a bunch of zombies, super weird. Um, and then they continue on, and we go from Safi's hometown to Tempest's hometown, um, where Tempest gets her heart ripped out of her chest multiple times in a row, yeah. stomped on a little bit, stuck back in, and then ripped out one more time. Yeah. Um... Carved out with a spoon, you know. It was a rusty spoon, too. Yeah. Um, this guy, like, that Morgan knew from her childhood shook his butt at everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they... That low charisma, though. They continue uh. on to um, go find these people. Uh, the guy that shook his butt at everyone had, like, kind of seen them traveling, this large group of people. Um, and kind of s- sent you guys on the way. And uh, you guys, this is this is very quick. I'm trying not to go like into super detail, but you guys continue into uh, deep into the mountains where you guys end up coming down these like long, windy paths deep into like the underdark um, and eventually come across. Um, seeing a couple figures and a couple zombies. And as you guys are fighting the zombies, um, Safi sees her uh, believed dead, but then recently discovered still alive ex-boyfriend, who she used to sneak away from her meadow to see. 
and she goes chasing after him. Everyone falls right into the trap and chases right after her as she sprints. Also being a very, a very unlucky for everyone else that she's the fastest in the party. Um, yeah. That was not, not something that I planned purposefully. It just kind of happened that way. I, I would have thought you guys could have tried to catch her, but she is way faster than all of you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she takes off. Run! You all run straight into the trap, uh, coming up upon uh, this strange, shadowy entity, along with uh, the ex-boyfriend figure, who is uh, now some sort of, like, death knight. And a uh, battle ensues, uh, but as it begins, the shadowy figure, Power Word killed our cleric Thurmond, R.I.P. Thurmond. <laughs> our uh, cleric! Our, cl- the our cleric, cleric right in the middle the, the right only the healer the in the party, party other oh. than the minor very minor heals that other people have the druid the druid and the paladin i mean that's fine very minor heals he got lay on hands and he got cure wounds i mean it's just and and i don't even think one of, i don't even think Safi had like a bunch of healing I think she might she have had, like, a first-level healing. She was also kind of angry and distracted at the time. Yeah. Um, he was a bad cleric, to be honest. Chucky Bicky, uh, Mod Madness, is uh, it was Thurmond. And, uh, yeah, I don't know that he'd be considered a good cleric either. He wasn't a good cleric. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Our cleric was Power Word killed. Yeah, Power Word killed and then teleported out of there, leaving behind his sweet owlbear pup. And uh, as everyone... Oh, before that happened, the long-term travel companion of the group um, betrayed the party and stabbed Thurmond in the back, paralyzing him right at the start of the fight. And then he was Power Word killed while paralyzed. And the only person that saw it was my character, Tempest. And everybody was confused because I screamed out that he was a traitor and nobody believed me for like a solid round. Yeah, it was very funny because the whole the whole way I planned that encounter was like to to like have it set up as a trap, right? Like I knew that the party was emotional. I had just set up like two sessions before um, when they were in that meadow. I had set up that the boyfriend figure Rufus was back Um Safi had like seen him for a moment in like the woods. And I was like, cool. Like, I know this is going to be emotional for like her and for like the party to see him there. They're going to go chasing after. Like, I was setting it up to be a trap, like specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of happened that way that like as everyone goes running in, they, they all go sprinting off and Thurman's in the back and. It's literally just Thurman and Billy in the back. Billy's the the figure. And I'm like, cool, they're going to be good. No problem. Hiding in the back. He'll be able to stab him, paralyze him. That way he's not able to do anything against whatever happens. And then Morgan turns, you know, jumps in and goes, hey, I want to, like, slink to the very back so that I can hide. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fair. I can't, I'm not going to tell you you can't do that, so let her do it. And then... Yeah, it, it just happened that way that, like, everyone is, like, up in the front of the room arguing with the the main bad guys. Then, like, in the middle back is just Thurman and Billy. No one else is, like, near them except Tempest in the way back. And I'm like, 
Tempest is the only one that sees this. And then she has to like convince people that Billy's a bad guy too. And it's, it's very funny. Yeah. I'm like, Billy just fucking stabbed Thurmond. And they're all like, wait, what? Yeah. Are you sure? Really? I'm like, <laughs> I just saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, Kill funny. Him. it's very funny too. Cause like everyone had become like pretty attached to Billy at that point. Like, I think I waited the right amount of sessions where Billy was still really kind of like funny and sweet and hadn't gotten it annoying at all yet. <laughs> Cause I feel like sometimes you get that like NPC who's kind of like tagging along and like eventually the party will get bored with them or it'll get a little annoying. But like everyone, it was like, I feel at least as far as I could tell, everyone was still on the Billy train and yeah, but like just but enough along on it that they weren't like, Oh, whatever. It was just Billy. They were like still sad to miss him. I tried to time that pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So they had to kill Billy. They had to kill Safi's boyfriend. Tempest wandered down a dark cave and uh, made a deal with uh, <laughs> to become a warlock with the hag that imprisoned her for her whole childhood because she wants power and it's the only way she finds able to um, fight against these evils. Yeah, that's and... going to come back to bite me in the ass. But for now, I'm a warlock rogue. <laughs> um, Ayo. Sneak attack them spells. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it's it's going to be interesting. But she uh, yeah had some, some creepy dark hallway interactions with this lady and then comes back up. And they decide, uh, hey, this all sucks. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Zephyr, our air coker monk, flies up high into the mountains and visits his uh, hometown, which was ravaged by assumingly the same threat. Um, everyone's missing, and he finds a couple lone stragglers and rescues them from the town, gives them some food, and they come flying down. They go back to Tempest's hometown, where Tempest can be big sad again, and... Uh, <laughs> um leave this nice air coker family with all these, uh, air Genasi people. And then they decide to go to Bashnar, which is known as like the big magic city of this place. And, uh, they go there, meet a new friend, uh, Matt's new character along the way. Um, Safi instantly basically hates him because everyone that they've encountered really so far has basically betrayed them. Uh, and so, they continue on. They eventually make it to this city. Lots of craziness ensues. Uh, Matt's character goes to jail for one. Uh, <laughs> and they finally, <sighs> after all these things have happened, told the first person about this whole story, which is this um, one of these wizards in this this town. There's uh, these different wizards that rule over Bashnar um, in these massive wizard towers. And they got the blessing of one of them and like had a meeting finally informed someone in charge of anything even that there was something important going on in the world that they didn't know about and this wizard kind of had a panic attack and was like why have you not told anyone about this well because tempest happens to always fall asleep during these important moments (laughs) i think we i think we ended it right as uh matt was finally getting out of jail it always happens that way. Like, I feel like Tempest had been at one point, like, kind of the voice of reason along with Boris. Like, 
don't get me wrong. She she does some rogue shit. But like for the most part, she's like, all right, let's do this. Like, don't act irrationally. Like, okay, whatever, whatever you say. And then I, unfortunately, when all of these like big climax moments happen, it's two in the morning and I fall asleep. And <laughs> and then everyone else makes bad decisions. <laughs> and then everyone else makes bad decisions. <clears throat> Sophie, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Thurmond when he was still alive. That's why I had to kill him off. <laughs> Thurmond when he was still alive. Thurmond when he was still alive made very poor decisions. Sophie makes reckless decisions, but it's part of her character. I'm not yeah. mad at Gia for that. I feel like Matt, but... <laughs> Matt's, Matt made bad decisions and Gia just makes reckless decisions. Like, yeah. They're not particularly yeah. bad. They're just reckless. Matt's were like, just like, let's do something real dumb. It would be so fun. Yeah. Like, let's put this, let's put this poor woman's husband in a body bag and then pull it out in front of her and her child while they're reminiscing on how sad they are about how he died um and then they got scooped up with the town too so (laughs) if you think bad decisions fled with thurman then game on yeah yeah matt we know um you've already been in jail and you've been with the party for a session and a half so um (laughs) we know we know the bad decisions haven't gone away but yeah that's basically the craziness of of that campaign i feel like we've talked about it enough so i feel like it was time for a little uh um story time about that campaign because we talk about it a ton so when we start talking about things in 2021 now you caught up for 2020 for the most part um yeah maybe we'll do another in 2022 we'll do another update recap and uh things will be probably far crazier by then because uh they've been just building slowly enough they only plan to get crazier from here if you are listening to this in 2021 you should be I hope you are. Tell a friend about us. You know, talk to someone. Let them know who we are and what we're doing. Um, If you have any homebrew things that you want to share with us for us to talk about or use in our games, um, go join our Discord. Drop them over there. Put in some fun stories in our Discord so we can read them on stream and in the podcast. Um, We want to lift other people up. Um, if you know somebody that you think would be really cool for us to talk to in an interview, let us know. Let have them get a hold of us. Really cool podcast at gmail.com, you know? Yeah. Um anything. Hit anything. <laughs> Hit us up, homies. Hit yes. us up. We want to collab. Wanna do cool things. Uh, and if you uh love actual play stuff, join us tomorrow at one PM Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay. right here at twitch.tv slash podcast for QQA. It's uh, it's exciting. Super hype. I... If you haven't already, make sure you go follow us on all our socials, and you'll see some teaser trailers of our characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also see them on my TikTok. Hey, I have a TikTok. Um, that's basically what I used to promote QQA and um, really cool on there. So if you find me on there, 
You see, You'll uh, see those videos there she too. She didn't used to have black hair. If you're just, if you're brand new. <laughs> oh, if you're new, yes, I have gone through a dramatic hair change. Um, so as you can see, my hair is now short and almost black. Um, I used to have blue hair. Uh, if you guys are listening to podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, if you're on, uh, make sure on Apple you can rate and review the podcast. That super duper helps us out. Um, and then on like Spotify and other places, just follow us on there. It, uh, it continues to help us grow. Uh, we are so super, super duper excited for um, 2021. We've got more things to be announced soon. Um, I have an announcement to be making pretty soon. I'm just not quite ready because it took me a little longer okay. to get things ready. I was like, <gasps> are you going to do it today? <laughs> I think I'll do it. No? I think I should be ready to announce something next week. Uh, okay. This week was still a little, uh, December was kind of crazy. Christmas and the New Year's and like work and everything. Like, yeah. It was just like, <clears throat> oh, December's over. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> It was a slap in the face of wild insanity. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. So um, I'm thinking I'll have an announcement to be making next week. So um, be prepared Yay. for that. Super excited. I finally have some things being finalized on that. So um, hype. But join us tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash really cool podcast right here where you're watching us right now. Um, and uh, the that QQA is going to be released every other week. So the first one is going to go live tomorrow. And then it will not be, you guys can see my thing right now, but I'm trying to look at the dates. The 17th and then the 31st. Those uh, will be every other week, Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, QQA. And then uh, Twitch leaves it on there for like 30 days or something like that. So d you guys can catch up on it later if you miss us live. But... Yeah, and we may or may not be putting it on YouTube. We'll see. see. We'll see what happens. Um, for now, it's only going to be on Twitch. That's another thing. We're not putting it out in podcast form. It's only on Twitch. Um, so if you want to watch that, I'll have to catch you here. And I think that's about it. We're so excited for 2021, guys. Thanks Dude. for making it through 2020 with us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being with us through the garbage that was 2021. You made it so much better. Until next time, this has been another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. The first episode of 2021. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye. Let's play d, &D. You and me. And all of our Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape your life and play pretend with no real consequences. Let's play D&D, you and me, and all of our best friends, except that one guy. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape your life and play pretend.